This is episode 148. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Siope. And thank you for joining us wherever you may be on your day. Uh, I hope everything is going well for you. Things are going really well for me. And today's topic, we're going to talk about time management and ADHD. And I'm going to share my own personal experience with this because I really had issues with time management, tasks, things that needed to get done in a timely manner. And I learned over the course of my own experience how to manage my time more wisely and be more effective in the things that I am doing. And this, I hope, will be helpful for parents to better understand that their children do struggle with tasks. If they have ADHD, it can be a big mountain to do a simple task that other children may find simple to do. But for a child with ADHD, it may be monumental. It may be a huge mountain for them to climb. So during this podcast, we're going to focus on task-oriented items can be a huge challenge for children with ADHD. We're going to talk about some techniques related to time management that are helpful for people with ADHD. And then we're going to talk about the sodas method. Now, during the last two podcast episodes, I have focused in on sodas. And the reason I think this is like the trifecta of the other two podcasts is that the SOTUS method is really a powerful way to help you really process this idea of how can I make better decisions? How can I better manage things that will come up in my life and situations? And for children with ADHD, it is always best if they have a plan of action because they're always in a state of this is happening, I need to react to it. Whereas when you can learn to let the front part of your brain work and really regulate what is happening in situations, it allows you more options to make better decisions. So again, the three areas we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about how difficult it is. It's a huge challenge. Focus and Tasks-oriented items can be a huge challenge. Then we're going to talk about some techniques related to time management that I have found effective. And then we're going to talk about the SOTUS method. Now, to start this podcast off, I do need to share this story with you because it happened to me. I was going through a few boxes in my basement, and I came across this really old box, and it was tattered. I opened it up and I started rummaging through the paperwork in there because I'm cleaning out things that I don't think I need. And inside the box, I found my report cards from when I was in junior high. It was shocking and really a blast from the past. I have not seen these in a long time. And as I was going through I started to notice patterns, and I do remember myself as a teenager really struggling in school for the different tasks that I was asked to do. It was very difficult for me during elementary and junior high to function. Everything was task-oriented. They would say, you know, this assignment is due, and in my brain, it would be like, okay, this assignment is due. But there were no parameters to help me become successful around being sure that the task was completed on time. And this is a very characteristic trait of people with ADHD is that 
it is very difficult for them to work through some of these broad general concepts of, okay, this is due in two weeks because they are so distractible. Now, ADHD is mostly about executive dysfunction. And let me describe what executive dysfunction is. Executive function skills enable us to plan, focus our attention, remember instructions, and manage multiple tasks. Now, children with ADHD struggle with executive dysfunction. They struggle with being able to function in a way that they can complete goals that are either too broad, not specific enough, or don't have a time limit. And so when a parent is telling a child, hey, you need to clean your room, but you can do it later, when you say you can do it later, to an ADHD child, that means pretty much never. So it just escapes their mind. Whereas if you say something like, you need to clean your room, you have five minutes to do so, that helps to limit the parameters so that the child can at least understand, okay, there is a time limit to this task that I need to be able to work through. So people with ADHD do struggle with executive function. Individuals with ADHD are stuck in the present and have a hard time doing what will benefit them later. The benefit to doing tomorrow's task or an assignment for history or whatever it may be will be largely forgotten because they're so focused on the present. So, you know, what's shiny? What's in front of me? Those are the things that tend to draw their attention and draw their focus So these other tasks that are really general and more future-oriented are more difficult to do. Now, I, for example, as I looked at my junior high school career, and I'm going to call it a career, even though it looked really bad, I do want to say that it was shocking to me to see where I was and where I am now. Quite a change, and all I needed were some tools to guide me along this process to help me not become so reactive, but to be proactive in my approach to getting things done and getting tasks taken care of and managing my time. How do I manage my time more effectively? It does take some time for people to do some self-work in this area. And you as a parent, when you're working with your child, need to do some self-work in evaluating, okay, these are the strengths, these are the areas that are most productive, this is how it's going to work with him. Let's start structuring something to help guide him along this process so he knows how to manage his time more effectively. It was really shocking to look at my report cards back then, and in fact, I kept them. You know, that's something I don't want to throw out because it does show progress over time. It took me a while to figure it out, but I did figure it out, and I'm grateful that I figured it out. However, it made me ask the question, what would have been helpful for me at the time? If a school counselor sat down with me at that time, what are the strategies that he could have given me that would have been more helpful so I would have been more successful in junior high? And that's the impetus of this whole podcast is what are the techniques related to time management that have been most helpful to me? There is some self-work involved. You have to be able to evaluate where are your strengths? What time of day are you most productive? 
you have to ask yourself that question. You have to ask your child that question. But you also have to observe your child. If your child has ADHD, what time of day are they most productive? There will be times when they're more irritable. A lot of parents are able to pick that out. And it's usually before bedtime, uh, before dinner, you'll start to see this range of behaviors start to escalate. So sometimes it's in the morning. Every child is going to be a little bit different. So you evaluate when will your child be most effective. And then you have to evaluate, okay, is my child working off of difficulty in larger tasks? Is it not specific enough? So this is all the self-work. Self-work is evaluating where your strengths are, okay, when your child can be most productive. You want to understand what tasks seem to be too big, what tasks seem to be too small. This is based off of your child, not off of what you think your child needs. It also revolves around how do you communicate this with your child? So how do you help your child through this process? It also revolves around time where you have to evaluate, when I give an instruction to my child, is there a time attached to it? And how much time? Am I saying do it later, you know, where later can mean anything? Or is it very specific to, okay, from 10 to 10, 15? These are skills that people with ADHD need to learn because once they learn it, they become a powerhouse of effectiveness. And I am completely being serious. They can do the work of a couple of people if you can start to hone in on some of these areas. So you want to be specific to time limit. And then you as a parent will have to evaluate, okay, how do I maintain this? How do I check in frequently with my child to be sure that they're still on task? Have a deadline that is clear and specific. Create a reward system for when they're able to finish something. Avoid distractions like phones and electronics during breaks. Those are all things that parents have to consider. And you'll consider that when you're using the SOTAS method. So for me, what would have been helpful if a counselor came and sat me down was to use something that I use still today. It's called time boxing. Now, if you don't know what time boxing is, it's actually very old. It's a format where you will schedule your day according to the time, not according to the tasks that you have to do. So initially, when I started time boxing, it was maybe before college, I started to learn about this concept. And what you do is you set aside a time limit, then you stick a task in the time limit, and that's all you're going to focus on. And even if you don't finish, that's all you're going to do in that time limit because you can always schedule another time to come back and revisit it. So time boxing is something that a lot of people use. A lot of successful business people use time boxing as a way to manage their time. For me, what it looks like is I have done the inner work and I know that I am more productive in the morning. So I know as soon as I wake up, that is the optimal time to get things done. As the day wears on, I actually become less productive or less motivated to do things. I create a schedule for myself that has a lot of tasks that are done in the mornings. And what I did initially is I time boxed them for 15 minutes each because I knew I could do anything for 15 minutes. But if I did it for more than 15 minutes, I tended to get bored or I would start to look for distractions. 
This time boxing technique, I would say, okay, for 15 minutes, this is what I'm going to do. Then for the next 15 minutes, I'm going to pull out the computer, answer emails, and then the next 15 minutes. And what I would do is be very specific to the time, not to the task, okay? So you're focused on the time. You're managing the time. And then if I needed to go back and revisit emails, for example, I would schedule another 15-minute increment into the day to answer those emails. And I would be able to move throughout my day in these time boxes. Now, scattered among the tasks, I also allowed myself some free time to do other things that were motivating to me. Now, I found, and this is part of doing the inner work, that jumping on my phone and checking social media or using an electronic device was not helpful and was not recharging because I would always fudge my time on those and I would go beyond my 15 minutes. And it's easy to go beyond 15 minutes. If you think of the way that apps are structured, there rarely is a clock anywhere on the app that tells you how much time you're spending on there. So you could waste an enormous amount of time and not even know it. So I rejected that. Now my reward period, if I do the four tasks, that's an hour of focused, intentional work in my time boxes, then I will take a break and say, okay, I have earned three cookies and some milk, a glass of milk. So then I will reward myself with that. And then I will go back to the schedule and continue on with what I have planned for the day. Now, the time boxing for me is something that I have to do daily. And I usually do it the night before. I start planning out the day before. So I don't have to wake up in the morning and have to think so much about what's happening. And what I found is I initially started doing that in the evenings before I went to bed. And I realized that I actually could time box that schedule into the latter part of what I was working on. So instead of doing it late at night when I'm watching before I watch a movie or before I fall asleep, I actually time boxed it into my work. So I will work the time that I need to. And then I set aside 15 minutes to plan for the next day time boxing it in 15 minute increments. I initially started with 15 and then I increased it to 30 minutes for some tasks, but kept 15 for other tasks, depending on what they were. This technique served me super well when I was going to college. And let me tell you why, because uh, when I went to college, I found that when I was able to do it this way, Everything would get done in a timely manner, and I could keep track of it. It became a natural part of my overall approach to how to work through deadlines and how to complete tasks and assignments, how to manage my time, how to be sure that I had additional time for other things. For people who struggle with ADHD, it's very important to come up with a structure in order to help them realize how they can best manage their time. So again, what I want you to do when you're time boxing is I want you to schedule. You want to schedule. You want to keep tasks simple. And if you need to start off with 15-minute increments, do it that way. If you need to do less time, do it that way. There's no rules specific to this. You can actually make them smaller or larger depending on your ability to focus. And then you want to interject some um, activities in between these tasks that are reinforcing. Like for me, it was, you know, having three Oreos and some milk. It was a nice way to break up the tasks. Those payoffs would come in handy because sometimes I felt like I was working towards it. And then when it came, I'm like, yay, okay, I reached it. 
and then I would start up again and focus in on additional payoffs. I needed to be specific about the time. And as a parent, you can also do this by checking the schedule frequently with your child, working on a schedule with your child frequently to help them understand the concept of time. So if you have a younger child that you're working with, you're going to probably use a timer in order to help them understand this concept of time. This is gonna save you so much stress in the future because if you can be specific in your instructions, give a time limit that's reasonable, and your child has this concept of what time is, like they understand, okay, 15 minutes is this, 30 minutes is a show that I watch on TV, then they're better able to complete tasks because they have a, a point of reference. Implementing this as early as possible will be very helpful for your child if they have struggles with time management and ADHD. This is uh, definitely going to lead into the discussion of using the skill of sodas or decision-making in order to plan this out. Now, SODAS is a skill that is available on the Smarter Parenting website. There is a video you can watch. It walks through each of the steps of the SODAS method. And when you're making decisions, using the SODAS method helps you focus in on your values and making decisions that are deliberate and intentional rather than reactive. Now, SODAS itself, it's an acronym. So SODAS is an acronym, and each of the letters stands for a word. So the first S is situation. So here's a situation. You're going to list out what the situation is. Underneath the situation, you will list down what the options are. And you want to list down only three options. Option number one, option number two, option number three, to address the situation above. Then you want to move down. Underneath each of the options is disadvantages for the D. So we have sodas, S for situation, O for options, D for disadvantages. In disadvantages, you want to list down as many disadvantages as you can think of for each of those options. Option number one should have a list of disadvantages. Option number two should have disadvantages. Option number three should have disadvantages. And you always want to have three options in there, not just two, but three. After you list down the disadvantages, you'll go down to the next part of this, which is advantages, which is the A of sodas. So now you want to list down what are the advantages if I do option one? What are the advantages if I do option two? What are the advantages if I do option three? After you list down the advantages and the disadvantages, you need to take a step back and look at the disadvantages and evaluate which disadvantages are just not great. They don't serve your purpose. Then you want to move down to advantages and evaluate which advantages are the best for me or for my child. Which advantages best meet my needs? And once you start to do this process of elimination, you're going to be left with an option that will stand out ahead of the other ones. That option is going to be the final S in SOTUS, which is the solution. And then you can start to execute that. Here's the solution of how I'm going to do this. So in using SOTUS with time management, what you can do is work through what are the things that your child needs to do, what are the options, like when am I going to schedule it during the day? Do I schedule it in the morning, in the afternoon, late at night? then disadvantages of each of those, then advantages for each of those. Then you'll come to a conclusion, okay, I do my best work 
in the morning. So I should do it in the morning. And then you can start to plan your your time around a decision that was made by really internally focusing in on what your values are and what works best for you. This whole process really does help bring out what is most important and why you should be doing something. It gives you reasons to follow option one, option two, or option three because it best serves you. So you can do that with situations around, okay, this is the task I need to do. What are my options? You can also plan out, okay, these are the things that I want to accomplish or even how much time should I spend on a task? Option one, 10 minutes. Option two, 15. Option three, half hour. And then list down the disadvantages and advantages of each. And then you're going to find an optimal amount of time that best works for you. Initially, for me, it was 15 minutes. I've since increased some of the tasks to 30 minutes. And now I can do some tasks up to an hour, depending on the complexity of the task, in order to address those. So that's how you would use the SOTAS method. All of the materials for the SOTAS skill is available on the Smarter Parenting website. You can jump over there, download printable worksheets that will walk you through this whole process. We have an example worksheet that shows you how to do it as well. So you can go there, download that. It's free. You can watch the video. I think it's roughly around six minutes long. Not very long at all. I would highly recommend you watch it as a parent, learn the concepts, and then watch it with your child so they can see how to make better decisions about their time management. So jump over there and see that. Now, in closing, I just want to go back to me finding my report card and then thinking back at that teenage kid that I used to be and what would have been helpful. And I tell you, I have so much love and affection for me at that age, trying to figure out the world and trying to make things work, and yet not having the tools to make it happen. And my heart breaks for him in many ways, because nowadays, there are so many resources that are available. But back then, I didn't have any resources, and I had to try and figure things out on my own. I'm grateful for the journey that I had to be on to learn it, but it took me a long time and here we are providing it to you for your family and for your child quickly, much more quickly through a podcast. Who knew back then that information could be relayed so quickly to so many people so easily? As I think back at my teenage self going through that process and getting failed report cards and having you know the, the weight of the world on my shoulders saying, wow, I'm just not smart or I'm not good. I now look back and say, okay, that's a product of the time, but the time has changed and people can have ADHD and be successful. People can have struggles and still work through them. And it just gives me hope. It gives me hope for any of the other youth out there who may be feeling the same way or parents who have children who are struggling through the same issues. Your children are not beyond help and we are absolutely here to help them with their time management, reach out, find ways to connect, teach them skills based on their behaviors. These are the things that are going to make the lasting impact. I'm grateful for my parents for their patience with me. As frustrating as I was as a teenager and trying to figure this out, they were right alongside of me, guiding me, you know, and always an advocate for trying to help me improve. They're my heroes. They really are. And I know your children will look back at you 
as their heroes as you progressively work with them and help them on this journey. That's it for me, and I will see you again next week. All right, bye.